It's Monday the 23rd of January and this is the Snowboardcast, episode number 5, SBC005. Come on everybody, please, standing ovation for the guys who rock the most. The viewers are back on the road, they know how to rock, they know how to rock. Welcome back to the Snowboardcast. Tonight's show, I'm going to feature as much Italian music as I can. I've got three great tracks. The first one up there was from the Peewees, a band from La Spezia, and the title of that track was Road to Rock and Roll. Very reminiscent of the Ramones and the Clash, don't you think? If you want to find out more about the Peewees, you can go to their website on www.thepeewees.com. That's the Peewees, P-E-A-W-E-E-S. Com. Of course, you can find their music on the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. 
I'm broadcasting from the northwest of Italy, near Turin to be precise, hence the desire to play some Italian music. I did a search on Podsafe Music Network and came up with this band for one, which was a great surprise, and looked at where they'd been played and found another great podcast called the Rockcast Italia podcast at www.rockcastitalia.com, another place for good Podsafe music. It's time to get up to date with the situation in the mountains, in the Milky Way to be precise, and in San Sicario in particular. The weather report is pretty grim at the moment. We've had no fresh snowfall, even though last week there were reports that we were going to get a lot of snowfall on the Tuesday. All of it fell on the French side of the border, in the south of the French Alps and the north of the French Alps up towards Geneva, and none of it came across into the Italian side of the Milky Way. The weather has maintained the extremely and exceptionally cold temperatures, apart from a slight respite on Saturday, but then it was back to the normal for Sunday, and there's forecast of more to come. With no forecast of snow in sight, and the Torino 2006 Olympic Games only three weeks away. I, of course, was up in the mountains on Saturday and Sunday, snowboarding to my heart's content, Went up Friday night as per usual, and Saturday was a major milestone in my season. It was the 25th day of snowboarding this season, which includes the 17 days during the Christmas holidays. And 25 days is my midway point on my target towards 50 days per season. Having got up to 25 days, the season's pass is already paid for. Um, more or less at the 2022 day mark depending on how much the day passes on each of the individual days approximately the 2022 days it covers the 550 euro that the season's pass costs me so if you look at it that way every day from now on in I'm snowboarding for free okay I went up to the Milky Way on Friday night but the other guys in the office headed south of Turin about uh, 150 kilometres, which is approximately 100 miles south of Turin, down to a small resort called Prato Nervoso. It's a resort which on Friday nights has uh, the snow park open, so from 8 o'clock in the evening until 11 o'clock in the evening, for approximately 12 euros, you can snowboard in the snow park. They've got ramps, they've got um, a half-pipe, Anything you could care to consider in a snow park, you get three hours riding and all for 12 euros. The guys from work head off at six o'clock. They get down there for seven, 7.30, uh, kit up and are out to get the three hours of snowboarding in, finish at 11, back up to Turin for 12, one o'clock, a fine way to spend the Friday evening. And I hear that one of them enjoyed it so much that on Saturday they went straight out and bought a new snowboard. Interestingly enough, the snowboard they bought was a venue, the make, the make that I was uh, talking about a couple of episodes ago, and in fact, considering myself as a freestyle board, I think it priced out at about 220 euro, which um, was, was that about $200, and that's uh, extremely reasonable. We're talking for a top-grade board in Italy, 360, 400, even 500 euro at times. This being the first season for venues selling snowboards in Italy and uh, being out of the North Wave camp, so it's made by the same company that makes the North Wave boots, 
They seem to be marketing their boards extremely aggressively. This is the first season, the boards are on the market for the first time, they're promoting them, they're allowing you to try them, they're running tests up in San Sicario, and they seem to be fairly well distributed as well. And the pricing is extremely aggressive. Big surprise for everyone on Saturday morning in the Milky Way, or at least for everyone in San Sicario and Sestrier, the gondola, which is 3,000 metres long, the new gondola which links the top of San Sicario down to Sestrier and vice versa. It's uh, a two-mile-long gondola. Uh, it's about uh, seven or eight minutes in total ride time. That opened for the first time this season on Saturday. This was the lift that I wasn't expecting to open until after the Olympics. It appeared as though they weren't going to open it to the public, either due to the lack of snow, an excuse, no need to allow the public on there until after the Olympics. It's basically going to be closed down again on February the 1st and will be used exclusively for the staff and athletes and all of the rest of the officials that have anything to do with the Winter Olympic Games. Seeing the new gondola had opened, we couldn't resist the temptation in the afternoon. We headed down it, first day, first day of opening. You have to ride on the new lift, headed down to Sestriere, went over there, up on a chairlift over there, did one run and came back to San Sicario. In Sestriere, we did the slalom, the men's slalom piste, which they'd been training on during the week, apparently, and uh, was extremely hard, very, very icy. I guess they must be putting water down on the race piece, or certainly the slalom piece in Sestriere already. They're preparing it to be as hard as possible, to be as icy as possible. These slalom skiers love the piece to be as icy as possible, as difficult as possible, as technically demanding as they can make it. And they have some kind of contraption whereby they inject water into the snow, which turns it to ice and then makes it extremely difficult. On a snowboard, even more so, I can assure you. There's snowmaking equipment pretty much throughout the Milky Way now, so the entire lift system over the 250 miles of runs and the 63 Italian lifts uh, along with the, the French lifts all of the interconnection, you can ski from one end to the other on artificial snow. This makes for guaranteed skiing. The piece are guaranteed to be open from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, but it also makes for very hard piece. The snowmaking equipment, the modern snowmaking equipment, is extremely effective compared to what it was like 15, 20 years ago when basically it just produced ice. Now it's producing quite good powder snow. It's uh, pretty good conditions if the snow has just been made. But obviously, we're now talking about hard-packed. It gets packed down every night. It's very, very cold. And so it's getting harder and harder and harder. And during the day, the top surface gets brushed away by the people snowboarding and skiing down the piece. As a result, the piece becomes extremely hard. And the longer the day goes on, the more difficult it becomes. So conditions are not easy. I uh, look at it optimistically and uh, use it as good training, good practice. If, it's, if you can snowboard in these sort of conditions, then when it gets easy, it's going to be a breeze. The women's downhill run in San Sicario was extremely difficult. Again, it appears that they've been treating that run with uh, water, with something to make it as hard as possible, to make it as icy as possible, to make it appropriate for skiers. 
By contrast, the training run, which is piece number 72 in San Sicario, that used to be called piece number 12, was an absolute dream that obviously hasn't been treated because the difference between the two pieces, which are running pretty much parallel to each other from top to bottom, is um, worlds apart. The P72 was fantastic. You could carve on it, you could do short carve turns, long carve turns. The soft man-made snow was beautiful. You could cut into it. It wasn't hard and icy at all. And my dog is staying as close to me as he possibly can. After last week's escapade where he got um, lost and uh, almost abandoned, or in his eyes he was abandoned, he is not letting me out of his sight. I take him out for a walk in the morning now and he doesn't go more than 20 metres away from me. Every two seconds he's looking round, making sure that I'm still within range, I'm still within sight and he's not going to get lost again. So at least he's learnt his lesson. I'm going to mix it up now with some more Italian Podsafe music from the Podsafe Music Network, which you can find at music.podshow.com. This is an Italian soul band called Soul Basement, and the track is called Love, L-O-V-E.
Italian band from the Podsafe Music Network. That was Soul Basement. If you want to sample some more of their tracks, you can head on over to www.soulbasement.com where you'll find some samples of a few more new tracks that they've got on offer. I hope you're appreciating the improved sound quality of tonight's show. On Friday night, before heading up to the mountain, in fact, back before coming home from work, I headed into the centre of Turin, picked up a nice new microphone. I've gone for the Samsung C01U, which was recommended on the MacCast, and the sound appears to me to be fantastic. The thing has a USB connector, it's uh, completely portable, if a little bit heavy, and is ideal for me. I can take the laptop up to the mountains, I can take the Samsung mic with me, and I can record on the go. So that's the end of my recording with the inbuilt microphone on my PowerBook, and the start of my recording with the Samsung C01U. Okay, after Saturday snowboarding, the plan for Sunday was to head to Sows, Sowsidou, via the new lift and therefore via Sestriere. An early start would be required as we'd have a lot of lift connections to make and uh, to get across to Sals would take about two, two and a half hours of lifts and snowboarding. Things didn't go quite as planned. It was a later start than expected, a later start than necessary. By the time we were gathered together and down into Sestriere, up another lift, uh, up another four-man chair, down the men's downhill, the Kandahar run, at the bottom of the other egg, the older egg that links Sestriere to Sals uh, via Colbasset. Um, we were already looking at uh, a time of 12.15, 12.20, and uh, given the last link lift back into San Sicario from Sestriere was going to close at 4 o'clock, there wasn't really enough time to go over and back. We were talking... Um, two hours to get there, uh, an hour for lunch, and then we would have been pushing it to get back for the four o'clock lift deadline. Had any of the lifts stopped halfway on our journey, then uh, we could have been in serious trouble. So the trip to Sowers was abandoned on the Sunday. Perhaps next Saturday we'll do the same routes. The men's downhill run in Sestriere was fantastic on the Sunday, the Kandahar run as it's called. Basically in Sestriere you've got two mountains which go up directly from the resort area 
One goes up uh, in line with the men's slalom course and goes up to the top of the mountain that's called Cizes. And the other one goes up to Banqueta or Mota and in reality is uh, the lift system that takes you into the men's downhill run, which is called the Kandahar Piste. There were snow cannons, snowmaking equipment in operation all the way down the top section of the Kandahar piece from about halfway to the top and um, a lot of lots and lots of fresh man-made snow had been created so really nice soft conditions lovely for snowboarding down everything was fine the whole the whole piece was uh, easily carvable until the the final wall there's a wall at the end it's kind of a, a jump and then there's a final uh, very steep section which uh, obviously as soon as um, the skiers get to that point they start zigzagging like there's no tomorrow all the snow gets scraped away so you just the only option is to just go down the side of the piste it has to be said there are hardly any people in the so-called olympic mountains i think people are scared off due to the fact that the uh, scare stories about the lack of snow, the lack of uh, peace being open due to the fact that they're preparing them all for the Olympics, the fact that the place is like a building site. I guess people are scared that the, there'll be traffic jams getting in, getting out, etc., etc. However, even though there were very few people actually skiing, actually snowboarding, uh, no lift queues whatsoever... Uh, there was a hell of a queue getting back down in the evening. There were queues of traffic coming from Sestriere, from San Sicario, from Clavier, from the French resorts, which all funneled down into one valley road, which takes you down to the motorway. It was the first time this season that there was uh, any queue of traffic to get down to the motorway. Quite bizarre, because there was no one on the piece at all. They must have been all up there. All the cars that were in the queue must have been up there. All the majority of the people must have been up there just sightseeing, just uh, wandering around, looking at the Olympic venues, getting a bit of the atmosphere before the real event starts. And as for the real event, there still seems to me to be a lot of work to be done. Okay, they're starting to tidy up now, but there's a hell of a lot of bits and pieces that they've used to build the bands, to build the stands, to build the temporary restaurant and uh, athletes rest rooms and hospitality rooms and all the rest of it they seem to be just um, putting it all in one place and then uh, putting barriers around it so that it's not visible what we really need is some snow what we really need is lots of snow we need at least uh, half a meter to create anything like uh, a decent impression in terms of uh, uh, beautiful snow winter paradise and that brings me to the forecast. We've got cold weather, extremely cold, getting colder again for at least two weeks in the north of Italy. Snow forecast for the south of Italy, which is no use to anybody. It just creates um, difficulty for circulation, difficulty for people living in the south. Where the snow's needed, it's not falling, and there's nothing forecast. However, last week's snowfall on the French side of the border means that uh, just 50 miles from the Milky Way, heading directly across the French border and then heading southwest down towards the coast. Uh, there, there was about 16 inches or 40 centimetres fell last Tuesday. So it might be worthwhile having a little trip out there. The place is called Rizul and they've got some excellent offers. They've got uh, an offer of uh, 78 euro per person 
for two nights in an apartment, self-catering, including two days lift pass. So you can get there Friday night, you've got a lift pass for Saturday, lift pass for Sunday, and you can stay in the apartment Friday night, Saturday night. You don't have to vacate it until five o'clock on Sunday afternoon, all for 78 euro. And podcasting got an enormous boost in Italy, or at least it got some uh, exposure. Basically, on Thursday night last week, Rai 2, which is the Italian national channel, so this is going out all over Italy, and it's the state channel, of which there are three. So this is the second channel. There's Rai 1, Rai 2, and Rai 3. Rai 2 has a program called Galatea, and on that program, which went out at midnight on Thursday... There was a feature on uh, podcasting and in particular podcasting in Italy and um, a nice little feature on the podcast rockcastitalia.com which you can find at www.rockcastitalia.com and um, they gave gave a nice little explanation of what podcasting is and um, in fact someone up in the mountains on Sunday I was speaking to caught the end of it, caught the show on the Thursday night which they watch occasionally, and uh, started asking me about it. So it's picking up. Hopefully it'll uh, start to take off in Italy as well. Hey, anything can happen. Even Swindon 142, so my brother tells me. A great result on Saturday, and uh, yet another step towards safety in League Division 1 in England. And who knows, if Swindon can win 4-2, perhaps we'll get two metres of fresh snow between now and next weekend. Pigs may fly. Now for another great track from the Peewees. This is on the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. The track is called Cause You Don't Know Me. Don't forget, you can mail me at snowboardcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay subscribed, stay tuned, and see you next week. Your point of view Everything you can see here is true
Cause you don't know 